0: Well, what up, High Fivers? What up, High Flyers? It's your boy, High Five Tom, and uh, this is the second Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. If you are following uh, the Visionaries Global Feed, uh, not the Visionaries Global Media Feed, uh, you'll see this is the second one. This is the official uh, Midwestern Wrestling Roundup for the week, Uh, but real quick before I dive into all the hot action uh, going on this week, I just do want to put on a somber note, Uh, ring announcer for Warrior Wrestling, Freelance Wrestling, uh, Personal Friend Of High Five Tom and many of his friends, uh, Mr. Kirby Alexander uh, is having some severe heart uh, health issues. I will let him tell more of his story, um, but it does seem that he is beginning some help, uh, so he is going to be taking some time off from the wrestling scene. Uh, but there is a GoFundMe, which I have put in the link on there. So anything you can do to help one of our own was that I've uh, had the opportunity to talk to Kirby uh, a few times in person, and uh, Kirby's a great human being, and uh, you know, he's going to fully recover from this. But in the meantime, we do need uh, some support, so just make sure you smash that link and uh, anything helps, or just share it. You know, um, sharing is, is half the battle. So, uh, but real quick, some programming notes a huge week here at the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. Uh, an addition, addition, excuse me, to several promos that we've got rocking this week, I do have two uh, reviews for two shows that I was at in person. Um, first, obviously, we've got AAW down in Berwyn, Illinois, uh, and then a good friend uh, of, the, of the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, uh, the man, um, obviously, Diesel, who is co-owner and co-founder of Visionaries Global Media. Um, Diesel and I took our, uh, <laughs> now it seems to be our annual trip uh, up to Elk River, Minnesota to see AWF uh, at Taboo um the, the notorious jj rogue as heard here on the midwestern wrestling roundup uh and also to spend some quality time just a good hang uh with molly and kevin rogue Um, uh, are, are they related to jj that is to be determined but uh in addition to all that make sure you stay tuned after all the promos as i had my new friend ruthless peapod now i just made that up um right now uh Peepod is the official name. He is one half of the commentary team for Ruthless Pro Wrestling. And Ruthless Pro Wrestling does have another killer show, also ironically enough, at the Berwyn Eagles Club coming up this Saturday. Uh, But Peepod and I had a great conversation about that show. Uh, So make sure you stay tuned after all the promos for that conversation. But uh, let me quit rambling here, and let's get into the results of the two shows I was at this week. First, like I said... Earlier, uh, I'm going to be going over the results of AAW's uh, legacy show that went down at the Berwyn Eagles Club on Friday, February 23rd. Uh, this is uh, you know, the legacy show that is celebrating 20 years of AAW action. And uh, here's to at least 20 more. Uh, but real quick, before I go into the main card... I want to put over who appeared on Alive. Now, if you're not familiar with Alive, or if you've not missed some of the conversations, uh, great conversations I've had with my good friend Trent from AAW, Alive is the pre-show, which showcases much of the future talent for AAW. Uh, Many people on the main card started on Alive. Uh, Such names as Joey Avalon, Hartenbauer, Isaiah Moore, and one half of the Legacy's main event, the current AAW Women's Champ Sierra. Uh, so I will put the uh, the link into the notes uh, where you can watch AAW Live. Usually comes out about a week or so afterwards, uh, so I will not be doing any spoilers. And now a real quick shout-out to my good friend uh, Mike Pankow over at the Windy City Slam I, uh, podcast. I did figure uh, it's probably not a good idea to spoil the results uh, before they air, um, and I didn't even think of that. So I want to thank Mike uh, for hipping to me on that so, uh, But yeah, on AAW Live, the opening match uh, was a six-man match uh, Featuring Nakeem the Dream, 12 Gage, and the Hype Beast winner Holcomb uh, Took on um, We Love Wrestling uh, alum Twist and Flip Uh, Darren Fly, Nick Cobain, and former guest and friend of the Windy City Slam, Jordan Cross. After that match, uh, also former guest of uh, the Windy City Slam podcast, Sean Logan, Sabotage Sean Logan, took on a returning alum, Mike Outlaw, representing St. Louis. After that, the Hawaiian hitman, Cole Laksamana, with Kalis and Primetime Antikatina, battled Raphael Quintero. Then in the live main event, the returning Axel Rico and Sean Bocamp took on—excuse me, Sean Boucher took on Chico Suave and Matt Mayday. So, like I said, uh, stay tuned uh, to the um, YouTube page for AAW as the, those matches will be airing. And uh, like I said, it's future stars of AAW, um, great card and some great matches. So you're not gonna want to miss that. But, uh, A.A.W. Legacy to open the show. Uh, the aforementioned the primetime Anthony Katina uh, took on the human highlight reel Isaiah Moore. Two great athletes going all out. But in the end, Isaiah hit one of the sweetest Spanish flies I've ever seen for the pin. Next, sabotage Sean Logan pulling some double duty when he took on Uncle T. Solomon T- Tufu. Who's not paid by the hour as he pretty much wrapped up uh, Sabotage in about 40 seconds. Then for the AAW Tag Team Straps. The team of Russ, Jones, and Schaff took on the returning hustle and muscle of former Brainbuster Boys guest, Rohit Raju and Karim. And to say these four knocked the living shit out of each other would be an understatement of the most epic proportions. However, after an intense battle, the ever crafty Rohit got Russ Jones Zip tie to a post and enabling Rohit and Karim to double team up on shaft, hitting him with a double power bomb on shaft, and we now have new tag team champions, the Hustle and uh, the muscle. And then, something I was really looking forward to, anybody that listens to Ring of Honor Reverie knows that I am a huge Jimmy Jacobs, Mark. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs came out to a rousing welcome from the AW crowd. Uh, to talk about how much AAW meant to him. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs is definitely an AAW original. Uh, that is until Ace Perry's hit, Music Hits. And yes, I blame Chico Sixto for this. Uh, but Ace Perry came out bruh, uh, talking some trash to Jimmy. Uh, but he found out real quick that Jimmy Jacobs is not to be messed with as Jimmy Jacobs beat him pillar to post and finally hit a nasty spear to get the win on the returning Ace Perry. Didn't made a match that would have been a main event anywhere else former guest of the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup and personal friend of High 5 Tom Hartenbauer and Xavier Walker took on the returning Gunslinger Matt Fitchett and Ren Jones in a a match of four of AAW's hottest stars and they showed why but in the end of this match uh, there's a lot going on and I don't want to take up too much of your time but Ren Jones gets the pin on Xavier then Robert Eagle Anthony took on Mr. Unsigned and don't care Gary J. As a member of the Gary J cult, I um J did all he could uh to win this match uh give, taking the fight to Eagle, but in the end the crafty veteran uh, Robert Eagle Anthony, the first AAW champion, hits the Death Valley Driver for the win. Next, we had a Berwyn Street fight where, once again, four of the great AAW stars were Meggie Lee teamed up with Heather Reckless to take on Mr. Kate and Shaza McKenzie. (sighs) All kinds of action in this match. Too much to type. but all I can say really, this is um, hashtag fuck of a match. But in the end, after these four ladies put it all on the line, Shaza McKenzie, his second rope DDT, Threw a stack of chairs onto Heather Reckless to get the win for her team. Next, we had a four way match uh, featuring Mike Bennett, Big Beef, Narles Garvin, Joey Avalon, and Shane Hallister as they battled. As the winner of this match takes on Davey Vega later tonight, or later that night, for the AAW Championship. Another great four way, these guys laid it all on the line, but in the end, Beef threw Hollister out of the ring on top of Avalon and Mike Bennett. Uh, And ironically enough, Hollister's momentum rolled him right back into the ring for Beef to powerbomb and get the win. Now, if you have not been following AAW, uh, Big Beef has been part of the Bravo family. Uh, obviously, the Bravo family spearheaded by the AAW champ, Davey Vega. And after the match, uh, Vega and company, accompanied uh, by um, Hartenbauer and Sean uh you know, tell them, beef, you know, your contract's about to be up, so do the right thing. I uh, thought maybe we're getting another finger poke of doom, but no. Narls Garvin says he ain't no pussy, and he battles uh, Vega, Hartenbauer, uh, and after that, Davey Vega denies him the match. Uh, brawl ensues, uh, and, and um, Big Beef is escorted out of the building. Davey Vega gets on the mic, says Davey Vega things, basically saying, it's going to be an easy night, and this crowd doesn't deserve a title shot, but... Uncle T, Solomon Tupu, who, like I said, mentioned earlier, had a short evening against Sabotage Sean Logan, came out. But he was, uh, as he was heading out to the ring, uh, Coden Lycan, who Solomon Tupu had a little altercation with backstage earlier that evening, uh, took it to him. And it turns out this is going to be a three way match. Uh, it's a, a three way elimination match. So it's going to be Coden Lycan uh, versus Solomon Tupu versus the AAW champ, Davey Vega. Now, Tupu and Lycan could not keep their fists out of each other's face, allowing Davey Vega, the ever-wily veteran, to capitalize on a misflash by Lycan getting in the pin, although it was assisted by the ropes. Then, with Vega and Tupu going one-on-one, which turned out to be a three-in-one, as Hart and Bauer kept Vega in the advantage, uh, and Vega ended up getting a wicked armbar submission, showing why Davey Vega is the AAW champion next for the heritage the AAW heritage title the champ Levi Everett took on the ever cocky Joe Lonzo with Chuck smooth in tow Levi did all he could but the distractions from Chucky smooth uh, were just too much when Chucky smooth uh, when and uh, Levi Everett had to hit that nasty headbutt off the top rope on the Joe Alonzo. As the three count was coming out, Chucky Smooth pulls the ref out of the match. The ref then ejects Chucky Smooth. However, that was all the time that Joe Alonzo needed hit a nasty, nasty full Nelson DD pin, DDT, DDT for the pin on Everett. And we have a new AAW Heritage Champion. And in the main event... The AAW Women's Champ Sierra took on um, AEW star Queen Amanada. Two of the best, not only wrest- women's wrestlers, but wrestlers going today. And man, let me tell you, these two put on an instant match of the year contender. That is, until the aforementioned and McKenzie came in to interfere, nailing Sierra with the belt, trying to help Queen get the, get the pin, but sierra being the ever big-hearted champion kicks out then the lights went out all come sky the returning former aaw women's champion sky blue and her and Shaza mckenzie beat down both women uh causing a no contest so yes uh, sierra is still champ but we will see what happens is sky blue is she making a return to AAW? Is she going to be making a run for the title? Or Shaza McKenzie, Gunner for Sierra, even though she's been beat by her? So, if you weren't able to catch uh, AAW, AAW's Legacy uh, live, do make sure you check out the notes there uh, in the notes where you can catch it on High Spots TV. Then, after traveling down to Berwin, Illinois, I made my way up to Elk River, Minnesota just north of the Twin Cities Uh, like I said, with good friend and uh, co-founder of Visionaries Global Media, my good friend Diesel uh, to check out or make our annual run uh, to the AWF show, uh, the February free-for-all at the Elk River High School. And real quick, before I get into the results, I do want to shout out uh, good friends of um, well, one-fourth of uh, the shining wizards podcast co-host uh J- or kevin rogue and uh his better half molly uh molly kept us good company but they were great hosts and uh we appreciate them taking good care of us but uh yeah this was February free-for-all number 20 is awf also celebrating their 20-year anniversary uh but in the opening match uh coda jacobs took on the uh Took time off of campaigning uh, for his campaign for wrestling for a better, brighter tomorrow to take on the Big opossum Possum and Big O'Possum's Joey. Coda brought out all the stops, including a vicious attack on the possum's tail. However, the great Big O'Possum being the wisely competitor pulled a great career move on Coda using his own sign long enough for the possum to hit the possum rock possum for the win. Then ICW then um, ICW Milwaukee alum uh, Damian Spriggle took on the newcomer to AWF, the White Trash Luchador Rudy Hell. The White Trash Luchador used all his high flying to keep Spriggle off balance, but in the end, Spriggle hits a lariat and Rudy's head landed in the second row. Spriggle for the pin. And after that, we had the King of the AWF Rumble for a future shot at the AWF t- uh, World Title. Uh, which featured um, many AWS stars, uh, but to name a few, Paul Verk, uh, former ICW Milwaukee alum Ricky Noreen, and the natural Nick Nelson, just to name a few. In the end, the natural low blows uh, Verk and deposits him over the top, and Nick has a future title shot in his pocket. After internation. we had Chris Black with Stonehenge and the devious JJ Rogue, who were supposed to take on Tony DiNucci in his last match. However, as the three of them had beat the living snot out of Tony to a bloody pulp in the back before the show, uh, there was no match. And so they call out anyone in the Rock locker room, and Rudy Hell, making his return, gallantly answered the call. call. Uh, unfortunately, the numbers game was too much for the white trash luchador, and Chris Black ultimately made short work of Rudy Hell. That—that That is until the dulcet tones of ACDC's Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution hit the speakers, and out comes the aforementioned AAWF founder and legend. Tony DiNucci, also who happens to be the last AWA TV champion, by the way, to answer the call. He was able to come to the rescue after knocking out Stonehenge and giving J.J. Rogue a wicked stunner. Rogue went one way, his glasses went the other direction. Tony was able to powerbomb Chris Black through a garbage can for the win. Then, we had another debut for AWF, as Franco Varga took on the newly turned heel, the revolutionary Bill Williams, who happens to be a former guest of this very podcast. The crowd was very upset with Bill, and it showed as Varga took it to Bill, but in the end, the action spilled out of the ring. However, they were fighting so intensely, both men forgot the count, but Vega was trying to run in when the count hit nine, but Bill... Being the Wiley veteran, he has grabbed a leg, and they were both counted out. Then, in the main event of the February Free-For-All 20, in a three-way dance for the AWF TV title and also the AWF world title, uh, the front man Josh C., former Shining Wizards podcast guest, took on the TV champ, the freak show Cho, and the AWF World Champ Kyle Pro, uh, these three went to battle, but in the end, the front man kicks super uh, super kicks Kyle Pro's head. Into the bleachers And then after that a great curb stomp uh, Shout out to uh, Frontman uh Trainer uh, Mr. Tyler Black Frontman Jossie curb stomp Child's head through the ring All the way down to uh, The gym floor Yes that is hyperbole but it was A nasty Nasty um, Nasty nasty curb stomp But your new champ Wait a minute All of a sudden, the natural Nick Nelson comes in to cash his AWF Rumbling winning, leveling Jossie with that briefcase. And we have another, oh, wait a minute. Then the Brutes music comes on and a WWF legend Gangrel comes out and he ain't having it. Gangrel and Nelson go tit-for-tat for well over 20 minutes, exchanging nasty chops and a bunch of awesome wrestling rooms. However, uh, J.J. Rogue and Stonehenge can't help themselves. And after the ref gets knocked out, Stonehenge gets into the ring takes the briefcase while well, N- Nelson's holding Gangrel. Stonehenge takes a shot at Gangrel with the briefcase, but he misses, knocking out the natural instead. And then with the ref knocked out, Tony DiNucci slides into the ring for the one, two, three, and we have a new AWF TV and world champion the WWF legend gang girl. Once again uh, thanks again to everyone over at AAW and AWF had a great weekend of live wrestling shows. Now for all the hot action going on here in the Midwest uh, wrestling scene this weekend. First we have Absolute Intense Wrestling with their show Leap going down Thursday, February 29th at the Mercury Music Lounge in Lakewood, Ohio. Then, we've got four shows rocking on Friday, March 1st, starting with Warrior Wrestling back with their show, Trouble is Brewing at the Revolution Brewing Company in Chicago, Illinois. Tune in for a full preview at the Two Heels in a Face podcast as uh, Steve from Warrior went on there to talk about the full card, but uh, we have a full card featuring Mustafa Ali, Trevor Outlaw, Kylie Rae, Trey Miguel, Missicate, just to name a few. Then, Legacy Pro Wrestling is back with their show March into Madness at the Buena Vista Blinket Hall in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. ACW is also back at the Masonic as the Oshkosh. Masonic Center, as the road to Water City Con continues with a card featuring Ethan Marvelous, Ethan Matthews, Porn Stash, Jaden Mercer, and just to name a few. New to the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, we have the City Championship Wrestling has their show keeping it moving too, going down in Harrison Township, Michigan, highlighted by Tag Team Gauntlet featuring many great teams, but mainly. The Killer Instinct of Gunnar Wicks and Chucky Bates, and also Apex Air, C.J. Cole and Zach Hendricks. Then, we are highlighting six shows for Saturday, March 2nd, starting with Powell Entertainment and their show Slamfest at the Powell Home at the American Legion Post in Fox Lake, Illinois. Big card featuring Quinn Wittick, Sierra, Yanni GQ, Axel Rico, personal friend of High Five Tom, Moondog Murray, and Ref Cherry will be in the pinstripes. Rocket Pro Wrestling has their show Shamrock Shakedown at the St. Joseph's Park in Joliet, Illinois. Tune in for the socials for details. Fourth Wall Wrestling is back at the La- world famous Lapeka Lounge number three on the south side of Milwaukee with their show Heavyweights. Card featuring Dysfunction, Chucky Bates, Sean Priest, Gunnar Wicks, and many, many more. Now that's Wrestling has their show now and forever at the Russell Dome in Nina, Wisconsin with a huge card featuring many of the Midwestern favorites. As you heard yesterday, on the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup We Love Pro, we love Wrestling Is back at the Northwoods Sports Recreation Northwoods Recreation and Community Center In beautiful Pembine, Wisconsin With their show We Love Wrestling Volume 4 King of the North and Like I said, tune in to the great conversation I had With personal friend of the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup Tani Trainwreck About the details for that show And then, the last one for the weekend Ruthless Pro Wrestling is back at the Berwyn Eagles Club with their show, Animosity, with a stack card. But stay tuned with an amazing conversation I had with Ruthless Pro Wrestling's commentary, Commentary, one half of the commentary team, Peapod. So stay tuned for this, and I'll see everyone after this great conversation. Come on. What up high fivers, what up high flyers? Like I said a little bit earlier in my promo. I've got my very good friend here, Chris, to talk about a little bit of uh Ruthless Pro Wrestling. Chris, how are you doing, friend? Good,
1: good. Uh many the many Chris's uh in within RPW, but this this Chris, I, I am the uh, the commentator for Ruthless Pro Wrestling, better known as uh as Peapod. So uh not to get anybody confused on 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 anything, so
0: yeah, and just thinking that was the one thing I should have asked you in pre-production. <laughs> it's, got, it's got to be the it's
1: got to be the gimmick name. No, it's fine. No, it's uh, Peapod is a nickname that uh and a uh, name that I used to use. Um, uh, I used to be a radio personality for about eleven years in Toledo, Ohio, and um, I when I joined on with Russell's Pro Wrestling, I already kind of had my own gimmick name and and everything uh, built in, yeah. so it, it it seemed appropriate that I would call myself Peapod in the wrestling circles as well. Plus also it doesn't confuse anybody and I'm already called uh Peapod by 90% of the people around me. So it just made sense.
0: That's awesome. How did you, I mean, obviously you said it was from radio, but uh, um, how did you get the nickname Peapod? That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Get ready for the most boring story ever because um, it was a random uh, nickname. Uh, an old friend of mine, uh, my senior year of high school called me. He just said, I'm gonna start calling you Peapod from now on. I go, why? And he goes, It's the first word that popped in my head when I saw you. And I go, Great. And uh when I graduated, so I was that in my senior year of high school, and I hung out with like a lot more like younger crowd because I didn't like anybody uh in, in my uh high school graduating class. They were all dicks. Yeah. Um, so uh and then I I joined up uh a college radio uh at University of Toledo. Uh, and I called myself Peapod there and then everybody called me Peapod there. And then when I graduated um, and I joined a uh, uh, big boy radio and real radio and I had an opportunity to be on air and I love the idea of having a uh, uh, radio name, a stage name. So I was like, can I call myself Peapod? And, it, and it's just stuck. So it's literally another name. And now I'm in the wrestling circles where everybody has a gimmick name. So I'm like, I'm going to keep rolling with it. And uh, and here we are.
0: That is pretty. It's always fun just kind of track backtrack, like you know, nicknames. listen said one of my nicknames was when I lived out in Idaho it was "Tom the Bomb." I'm like, how did that start? And it really just started with a drunk voicemail left a friend of mine. Yeah, huh? you know, it, it it's like wildfire after that. So
1: I wish I wish my story was like more like involved or anything. It was like, nope, it was a random word, and it, I literally could have been called anything else, but we we chose. That 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 vegetable base nickname was the uh, the the name, so we're gonna roll with it.
0: That that's awesome. So that that's really rad. I mean, you know, yeah, it's cool. But um, yeah, but real quick before we kind of jump into the card, we were talking in pre-production. So you've been with with uh, ruthless pro since two thousand twenty-one, huh? I've been in with uh, RPW since April of twenty twenty-one. Um,
1: they had uh, a few shows before I jumped on. Um, but I was uh, jumped on. I was brought in by. Uh, our old my old commentary partner he's no longer with us he had to uh, break away from us and RPW uh, Mr. Tony uh excuse me Mr. Stony Shivani uh, uh aka uh Travis um he was a good buddy of mine uh and he brought me on and he's like hey I know you're leaving the radio industry cuz that's also when I left the radio industry um uh, he's like and I knew you couldn't do a lot of uh you know post uh you know uh extracurricular activities due to your contract uh, but We'd love to have you on as another voice for uh, RPW. And I and I met Chris Kohlenberg, um, who I already interviewed uh, as a radio personality anyway, for his first show that was going to be in March of 2020, which we all know what happened. Uh, we, we don't need to go into that song and dance. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, Chris talked to me and he's like, I'd love you as a voice. And I jumped on at, uh, and my very first show was uh, Demic Part 2. Uh, which was uh, recorded uh, at the uh, Skull and Bone, uh, Skull and Crossbones uh, uh, School Wrestling School in Toledo, Ohio, and from there, I, you know, RPW has grown, and we've been into multiple different markets, and we've called some insane times, and we're gearing up for a fantastic twenty twenty four. It's been a, a fantastic honor to be here, and uh, and I'm I'm very excited. I'm very honored to help tell uh, people's tales.
0: Yeah, you guys sounded great. Listen, I watched uh, probably what uh, I got through. I I started a little bit late through half the last Whiteout show over on TV where you can catch Russel's Pro if you can't be there alive. So we'll correct. Uh, But yeah, that was awesome. Um, At Escape Park, uh, there's a second show I've seen at Escape Park, but a lot of fun, you know, that seemed. uh,
1: Whiteout was probably the most unique show that i have ever witnessed or been a part of um it and i feel like a lot of no ring shows uh tend to be like a low budget because hey we can't have a ring so we're gonna have a no ring show and 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 whatever and and it just feels very sloppy i'm not saying all of them but a lot of them but uh we we did something very unique very different we had a live band with elbow deep uh also out of the chicago area uh, great set of guys um, and we had a lot of fun and, and we had some wild moments uh, at line skate park in uh, Dearborn, Michigan. And uh, hopefully we can do something like that again. It's it was a uh, quite an experience for sure.
0: Yeah. And uh, so how was the skate? I mean, were they, I mean, that's gotta be kind of a tough sell. Like, I mean, do you tell them that there's gonna be weed whackers and gusset plates involved and everything? So the, the powers that be, Spoke with the owners, told them
1: what we were doing and why we do it, and we made sure we cleaned up afterwards, and they had zero problems with it. So,
0: I mean, obviously, a skate park, um, you know, is obviously very quote unquote counterculture, you know, like match wrestling. So, um. Yeah, because I, I saw an all heel wrestling show at a skate park in uh Northern Illinois um, last year. It was awesome, you know, but they had a ring. It wasn't a no ring, but it was a ring inside the skate park and they did obviously use the skate park stuff too. Uh But yeah, but you guys did with the no ring. Like I said, it was awesome. Like I said, it really added a really kind of cool vibe. It was
1: really cool, and like the, the 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 all the wrestlers really like explored the different spaces and the different places around it. So it didn't feel like the same match each time at the same location. It was a very cool backdrop. Everybody ran with the with what they were given, and it it was really a very unique time. We, you know, I don't want to toot our own horn, but <laughs> um, but you know, we us at RPW, we really want to do something very different, very unique. Every match means something. Uh, every Every match, uh, is something different. Uh, it's not the same old sa- song and dance. Um, there's a reason behind these men, women, uh, hitting each other with questionable objects. And, uh, we want to present it to you in a very unique and, uh, very, still professionally sounding style, but also something you can, you can jump on whether it's your first show or your, you've been with us since the very beginning.
0: Yeah. And listen, I mean, you know, You know, anybody can hit someone with a garbage can, but what I kind of caught was, like, there was definitely, um, and you guys did a great job of telling the story, because I was, you know, kind of going with a fresh start. I knew the names, but not the backdrop. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kind of going through, I mean, there is an art to be making this, you know, entertaining, because wrestling is, um, when you're invested, is when it's at its best. And sometimes it's tough to do with the death match, but I thought you guys pulled it off great. Well, thank you. So that that was a lot of fun. So my compliments to you guys, so.
1: Well, that's my job as a, as a commentator to help, you know, guide the viewer on what you're seeing. Um, I've always made this metaphor in in numerous interviews and everything, but, um, uh, good commentaries like, uh, curtains on a house. Um, when it, when it's good, it just blends everything together. When it's bad, it's pretty obvious that it's bad. Um. I am not there to put myself over. I am not there um, to take away from the action. I need to tell the viewer why these two people are fighting, what's the reason behind it, and, and you know, call the action to enhance the emotions behind it. So and I always do my research uh, before and, uh, you know, before even the show starts. But weeks before uh, when we know the card and, you know, I always ask all the, the, the wrestlers, you know, hey, what, what's going on? Is there anything that I need to focus on? Things like that. Um, I, I, I need to do my job to help. You know, present this product to you, and and it's also part of my broadcasting background. You know, you always come prepared and uh, over prepared for everything.
0: Yep, proper preparation prevents poor performance. Yeah, it's a lot so, of peace. Yeah, that is uh, from my. Uh, one of the few things I learned from my days as a bartender slash cook slash. Yeah, and yeah, I don't miss those days. Twenty years, ago, I get it. Yeah.
1: I get it. My father my father works in the restaurant industry since he came to the States in, in at sixteen. Uh my wife uh has been in restaurants in and out of most of her life. I get it. I totally get it.
0: Yeah, thankful for the experience, but it was fun while well, it lasted. But yeah, but that's true though. I mean, proper I mean it's in you take that anywhere and, and it definitely showed. So my kudos to you guys. So Well, thank you. So, but um, so we've got animosity coming up Saturday, March second, at the legendary Berwyn Eagles Club, a building I'm very familiar with uh, in Berwyn, Illinois. Uh, Yeah,
1: we're going to be joining back uh, at the world famous Berwyn Eagles. Uh, It this is our. Third time uh, at the Berwyn Eagles, I believe, nice. um, uh, and uh, it's been very exciting. We we had an opportunity to debut uh, at the Berwyn Eagles last year with two incredible dates and two incredible shows. Uh, one was uh, Take It's Needed for Pain, and the other one was uh, Devil's Night Devil's Night Two Urban Harvest. And we're back in there again now uh, for Animosity.
0: Yeah, and um, and let and you hit me. There's a, a some sweet place where I can get some tortas before my next time I'm down there. So thank you for the, yeah.
1: Uh, I, I forget the name of the place. I wish I, I would cheap plug them if I did, but I, all I know it was like right across the street from the Berwin Eagles. And then like, because there is a Mexican restaurant r- like directly across the street, but this place was like two shops down and they had a fantastic mangoladas, which if you don't know what a mangolada is, look it up. It's delicious. Uh, but they also had a gr- great torta. That, like, after our first show, I had one. I had a torta, and I'm so glad there's no like photo or video evidence on it. I was just like a heathen, like this caveman eating it, and there's like torta bits like falling out of it. And like the bruisers and our resident fuckery fairy, injured Cold, was like watching me, and like they're like, Are you okay, Pvod? I'm like, Don't look at me. I'm <laughs> enjoying this. And it was fantastic, it was delicious.
0: That, that's awesome. So I will definitely, uh, next time I'm down that way, I will give you a report. So if you get All a right. Facebook message from me, you'll know I stopped in there. So <laughs> yeah. And it's funny cause you yeah, got the other place, the Mexican restaurant. I mean, like you said, I've been there a dozen times and I can never remember the place, but everybody knows it Yeah, everybody knows the name. So yeah. So, um, but yeah, so it's Saturday uh, in Berwyn, Illinois, I uh, will be broadcast on IWTV cause front row sold out. Right. Front row was
1: sold out the first day we announced the show and the one of the big main matches, uh, a no rope barbed wire match, a rematch from Whiteout, which you can see on IWTV, cheap plug, um, between Otis Koger and uh, Hardway Heater. Uh, This time, these two, uh, those two, uh, unfortunately, uh, in the art of death matches, accidents happen and a uh, rogue uh, glass piece sliced open uh, Otis's arm real bad uh, to the point about 100 stitches needed to be done um, and we had to stop the match. So we did not get a uh, finish for that bout. So, uh, we're going to just up the stakes between two people, uh, uh and it's going to be a no rope barbed wire match. So it's going to be a wild time, uh, kicking off, uh, animosity this coming Saturday at Berwyn Eagles.
0: Yeah. Um, and listen, obviously with Otis Kogar, you know, get, getting injured, like it had to be bad if he couldn't, you know, continue.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean I, I give props to our referee Mike Burns. He saw what was going on and he stopped the match due to it it was getting real nasty. And I, I've never I have not witnessed in my life like an injury in person that bad. Like I've I've watched like past shows and like you you see like the old CZW stuff, you see the Nick Gage incident, you see the old IWA Mid South stuff, but like I was never there live for this yeah. instant, but like Otis. Otis is a trooper and I, I feel like Otis uh, doesn't get enough credit for where credit is due. I think he's an incredible wrestler and so it was Hardway heater. I think uh, we just dropped before we started uh, a, a brand new uh, promo uh, hyping up this match done by Hardway heater was just incredible, uh, incredible work. Um, very, uh, very interesting. You can check that out on the ruthless pro wrestling uh, social media and yeah, um, I'm very excited. So these two are just going to up the game now uh, uh, beyond the, uh, the first uh, matchup and it's going to be wild.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: Uh, And what else we got on the card for us? Uh yeah, we'll just move up the card. Um, a, a a fantastic tag team match between a young, hungry team of the Bruisers, uh, uh Mitch Malik and uh Robert Ketchum. Uh, they're going to be taking on a couple of people that uh, kind of uh, they're very familiar with because it, it seems like when you're in the wrestling world. You know, you you kind of bond with uh, a, a lot of people and, and depending on where you at and where you find the, the certain people, some people will take you under underneath your wing and help you, uh, you know, show them the ropes and help with the contacts and everything. And uh, the, the Bruisers have um, uh, kind of started a little bit of a family a little bit with uh, with our uh, Schwartzy. Uh, very own uh, most charismatic man on the RPW roster and uh, a woman who is an absolute queen of this business. And the uh, holds the record for the longest uh, rust belt death match title reign at just under 600 days, 595 to be exact Randy West. Um, so that's going to be a very interesting dynamic uh, with those, uh, those four uh, individuals facing off in Berlin.
0: Nice. Awesome. And then I see uh the Akira versus Dr. Adacted.
1: Yeah, Akira. Uh, I I am a I'm a big fan of Akira. I really liked his development and into this uh very unique individual now, the Death Fighter. Uh, multiple now tours with Big Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, signed with MLW, you know, doing you know, champion at MLW, um, following under you know, Raven. Uh, which is kind of fantastic, uh, and we all know the history of Raven and his business uh, in 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 the hardcore scene. Um, but he's going to take a man that really had a very incredible twenty twenty three, a very breakout year in Doctor Redacted, and uh, it's going to be very interesting to see this uh, this matchup. I, they, these guys have only uh, I've only seen them uh, match up once across the independent scene, but I feel like RPW is a is a special atmosphere. We, we have different, Oh, we have special moments that you really can't find anywhere else. I really truly believe that. So uh, that's going to be another uh, wild ass match. And, and, dev- and definitely want to keep your head on the swivel, especially with, um, you know, the amount of people that we are planning on having in the Berwyn. Uh, you know, I always say that every zone in RPW is a splash zone. So <laughs> everybody might have to be careful uh, with that one.
0: Yeah, especially with Doctor Redacted in the ring, I can attest to that myself. I did take a, a light tube shot to the shoulder one time from Doctor Redacted. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty funny. So, I, I I'm a big fan of both these guys. Um, amazing, amazing performers. And like And uh, speaking of ICW Milwaukee, obviously Doctor Redacted is the the current defending Insane A champion. I will be. But I always said that Akira was the best person. Uh, in the insane eight that never
1: won. Yeah. And uh, some, and some could argue that Dr. Radaka was the best person in the uh, inaugural King of the kill uh, that we had uh, back in August and never won. Uh, Some could argue that he should have won the King of the kill. Um, So, and I know there's a lot of people that have, you know, kind of uh, congratulated or awarded him with a lot of his performance during that tournament. Um, and, and very excited, uh, to see these two, uh, match off. It's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a great year for both of them, uh, for what they do. I know, I know redacted recently debuted for XPW, uh, and we've already talked about the accolades, uh, of, of Akira. So I think both these, uh, gentlemen are at, at a collision course in their careers, um, to, to level up both of their, uh, their, their status in the death match scene.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Doctor had recently relocated to the Midwest. He did put that on social media, so I'm not putting it on his private business. So he did,
1: he um, did. He is now he is now a Chicago area resident.
0: Uh so that is very good for two fellows like you, uh, you and myself. So mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. excited to hear about that. So, um, what else? So we got a grimy Zach Thomas versus Christian Napier. So two people I am unfortunately not very familiar with.
1: Oh, well, it's unfortunate. Maybe you've got to study up then, uh, uh, especially watch a lot of our stuff on IWTV. Zach, T- uh, Zach Thomas has been one of these day one uh, cats nice. in RPW and he's also currently one half of our RPW Tag Team Champions uh, with himself and uh, the Dread King Logan uh, known as Midwest Scum. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Logan uh, had to uh, un- uh, take a break uh, for some nagging injuries and everything and uh, but he will be returning back uh, to RPW very soon, but uh Zach Thomas back at Whiteout was uh challenging uh our RPW world heavyweight champion Hoodfoot Mo Atlas. Uh and it seems like because of a little bit of uh some family ties, uh some interesting dynamics, um, and also just uh wanting gold, uh Christian Napier decided to stick his nose where he doesn't belong. Uh, uh come on out of nowhere in RPW, uh, cost Zach Thomas the chance for the title. And make a statement that himself and uh, the members of the 440 Blue uh, uh, unit of uh, of that faction of 440 uh, wants the RPW Tag Team Champions. Um, so I, I I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know where that's going to happen. Uh, I only just call the action. I this, I just got to make it sound pretty. Um, but uh, these two are going to have kind of a grudge match uh, at animosity and and rightfully so at a at a show called animosity.
0: Yeah, it fits in Midwest Scum. That's a great name for a K team too.
1: Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, and they're both, you know, uh, Zach Thomas is a Cleveland boy. Uh, Dread Kings out of the Michigan area. They're both Midwest boys. Makes perfect, perfect sense.
0: It writes itself as the kids like to say. So correct. Yeah. Then we've got Judge Joe Dread versus Uncivil Satu Jin. Um, Satu Jin, someone I am very familiar with. Uh, What do we got going on for this match?
1: Um, Well, I mean, uh, Judge Joe Dredd debuted at the King of the Kill uh, last year. Um, uh, We have been probably the only promotion, at least on this side of the country, because he's a West Coast boy. Um, And uh, he he has been a handful of our shows uh, at an RPW. He's a big force, fantastic talker, um, you know, big force to be reckoned with. um, But, you know, a, a lot of people kind of discredit uh, Satu Jin, but Satu Jin is a former RPW Rust Belt Deathmatch champion. Um, You know, he won it off our inaugural champion, Dale Patricks. Um, He's, you know, rolls with, you know, uh, uh, people like John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley. Um, You know, he's done a lot himself. He's been winning titles. He recently just did a small tour at, at Big Japan Pro Wrestling. So like Satu Jin, like he pops in and out, but he's always like he's always there, and he always puts on a great show. So these are two big behemoths, big yeah. meaty men slapping meat and other objects against each other, and it's going to be a, a, a wild ass time. I think I if I look at this card, and I, I would and, and I would think you know every every match on this card is going to be a banger because that's what RPW does, but. I, I feel like that match is going to be something special that people are not, are not expecting. I, and, and I really feel it. And, and dread is a uh, uh, very um, cinematic with a lot of his, uh, his promos, a lot of his words of uh, showcasing uh, what he's capable of. And uh, he, he's previewing something um, uh, and it starts in animosity. I don't know what or where or why or, or how, but he's, he's, referencing or he's going to bring something and, you know, dread, uh, he always brings, uh, his, uh, legal representative, Steven jury. And, you know, he's a little bit of a, uh, Weasley, uh, uh cat. So, you know, um, it, 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 who knows what's going to happen, but I'm very excited for that one.
0: Nice. Um, and then we've got the RPW kamikaze championship, uh, two former insane eight alumni, Uh, Mm -hmm. And Roar defending against my personal favorite public enemy. Number one, Mr. Eric Dillinger.
1: Eric Dillinger uh, is a very unique talent and a very, and and I, and we talk about people that are trying to break out in 2024. And I feel like Eric Dillinger is that man. I think he has all the skills that can take. Um, he, he's one of those people that you, know, he can, he can high fly. He can wrestle. He can do deathmatch, He can do literally anything. He showed up in a lot of uh, places, not only across the Midwest, but on the East coast, on the West coast. And, you know, he's, he's doing the, he's, he's doing the traveling man, you know, and he, and he, and he, and he, and he works very hard. And he's a very humble uh, guy, even though he claims he is public enemy. Number one, quote unquote, yeah. Um, but you know, the kamikaze championship is our, our deathmatch championship that travels. It can be defended anywhere in any uh, company, in any location at any time. And Remington roar had a fantastic 2023. Um, and this man is built like a goddamn Mack truck. Um, every time I see this man, he just seems like he gets bigger and beefier Um, and, and he won the, uh, he won the Kamikaze championship, uh, 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 from Schwartzy back at devil's night Two urban harvest. And, uh, in a wild finish, I don't know if you saw the, 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 the finish of that one. That was a wild time. Go check that out on IWTV. Um, but he's making his next defense of the uh, Kamikaze championship, uh, against Eric Dillinger.
0: Yeah, I always, uh, you see Remington Roar, and uh, obviously it's the mask and the machete, uh, but he would make a great Jason Voorhees. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, he. I mean especially just with the build, the gimmick and everything, so I'm just throwing that out to the universe. You know, if people want to use Remington Roar in a, in a horror movie, it'd be great, but uh, um, rumor has it that Mr. Dillinger will be making a UK tour uh, mid this year.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's not a rumor because he announced it on social media the day of this recording uh, himself and uh, uh, Josh Crane, sometimes tag partner, sometimes uh, opponent across the independent scene. They're going to be uh, doing a UK tour in April. So I think that's phenomenal. I'm I'm a big fan of both uh, of both those cats. I think Josh Crane is incredible. Uh, he's very underrated in my book. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to see both of them, uh, uh, you know, get some uh, overseas miles.
0: Yeah, so if, uh, you know, he takes that ch- uh, Kamikaze championship from Remington, I'm just saying.
1: Um, I'm just saying. We're not saying, but I'm just saying. And, and there's an incredible UK scene of uh, of deathmatch people. Uh, so I, I think he would fit right in home in places like, uh, you know, Bleeding Gums or TNT or uh, Kumite. Um, there's incredible uh, uh, UK... Uh, places uh t- to do death match uh, and incredible wrestlers out there. So yeah, he would fit right at home. If, uh if the Kamikaze title went overseas. So I'm
0: just, th- you know, throwing that out there and Dillinger, uh, even better human being. Great dude. Um, I said, I saw him in, you know, January, wrestle all the way up in Northern Wisconsin. And he had to be to work in Indianapolis at 7. AM. And that son of a gun driving by himself. So he's
1: um, a he's a crazy guy but like the first time i met him he he just gave me a big old hug he, even though i never never met him never met him in person but he's just like i'm a hugger and he's a very very sweet individual but don't let that sweetness uh, fool you he is he is devastating in the ring
0: yes yes and we um we here at the midwestern restaurant are huge eric gillinger fans so and that's saying a lot with a lot of people so um, but it looks like we have we do have a Rust Belt Deathmatch Championship. Great name for a belt, by the way.
1: Um, oh yeah, well I mean, it makes sense. We we live in the Rust Belt, so why not why not give our our title. Uh, the name and it and it's a bit, it's big copper it's you know it's a it's a copper belt. Well, most belts are maybe uh, a different kind of metal, silver, gold, things like that. We 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 were rust belt. We're we're grimy. We're we're yeah. dirty. We're we're you know we're beaten up. It's it's the rust belt. Makes perfect sense for a death match title.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it writes itself, and that's awesome. But it looks like uh, Tommy Vendetta's putting that on line an open challenge, huh? You know what?
1: It, it, the man is uh very confident, some could say cocky. Um you know, he he had an incredible 2023. Like people don't realize what a big year he had. He took on some incredible names in RPW and beyond that, but you know, if we're sticking for us, because you know we're, we're here promoting RPW, he took on uh Sakuda. In January, Danny Darko in Jersey, he took on in a four-way Abdullah Kobayashi, John Wayne Murdoch, and Atticus Coger, which you talk about big, giant, deafening pillars of death match. You talk about those gentlemen. He won King of the Kill and beat three other men in the same night uh, to win that inaugural tournament and then disrupted a near 600-day reign as a uh, belt champion from Randy West who was on a tear and he won that belt and then defended it against the king of the no ring at Casanova Valentine. So whether you like him or not, whether you want him to keep the shirt on or off uh because apparently that is uh that is a contention uh in in some deathmatch uh, uh groups. Um regardless, yeah. um you you cannot deny that the skill set is there. Now the attitude is a different thing, but I I feel like to play a little devil's advocate to myself. Yeah. You know, it, it it's definitely uh worth uh, you know, the resume shows the, the work. So yeah. I think he thinks he can walk in Berwyn, throw that title down, go I will challenge anybody. Could be somebody from the crowd, could be somebody from already in a match, could be somebody international, could be somebody not announced. I I, I don't know. We're going to find out much like everybody else. Uh, this coming Saturday at, at animosity at the Berlin Eagles
0: nice, nice. yeah, I, uh that's awesome. I really um kudos to the the Belch uh, and I did not realize he had that big of a year but I mean you point out like that. I was like,
1: hmm you mean, I mean, you know people people forget like he ran house in in 2023, probably had the best record and and held his own against some major people um you know and, and 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 not to be remiss you know he's been doing some stuff great stuff overseas he recently just got off a UK tour um he's one half of the H2O uh, tag team champions with another michigan uh regular uh, in Malcolm Monroe the 3rd you know it's He's he's done good work, whether you like him or not, and and at this point, Tommy doesn't care if you like him or not. He's there to win.
0: Yeah, you know the resume speaks for itself. So, mm-hmm. um, and then for the RPW heavyweight championship, uh, the aforementioned Hoodfoot mole Atlas defends against the Last Nail Atticus Kogar. So it, it's very fascinating
1: between these two because you you know one could argue that Atticus is probably one of the top deathmatch wrestlers in the country or at least uh, one of them in the past decade or yeah. so. You know, you you talk about, uh, you know, people uh, like, you know, uh, John Wayne Murdoch, you talk about like Nick Gage, Um, you you talk about, you know, the history of a lot of deathmatch wrestlers that have made a name for themselves who are no longer here. Um, And and Atticus has always been uh, the self-proclaimed most dangerous wrestler in deathmatch. And and, and he's, uh, you know, not only will beat you down physically, will beat you down psychologically. Um, He's a very dangerous man he really is the leader of 440 you know he's out there to not make friends he's out there to uh, have pain but I want to to reference something that he recently tweeted uh uh on on Twitter or the now called X um the he he, t- he speaks about you know you know hoodfoot. You know who who is now probably very his stock in the deathmatch world has definitely rose, uh, yeah. not only in 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 2022 but into 2023 as well. Um, he goes, you know, do you remember wrestling without weapons? Because and Atticus goes, I can, but can you? Um, and Atticus can, and I've seen him wrestle without a skewer in sight, without a tube in sight, without a door in sight. And uh, Hoodfoot, I've also seen him wrestle without a tube in sight. Um, but Hoodfoot has really made his name as a deathmatch wrestler. Um, much like a lot of wrestling, and much like a lot of deathmatch wrestling, you know, it's more than just hacking, slashing, and throwing things at other people. There, there, there is there is an element of wrestling. It's in the name. Okay. Um, so I, I'm very interested to see if the, if uh, Atticus Mind Games is referencing a you know a good clean quote unquote fight. Um okay. you know, who knows? Um it, it, you know uh, the RPW uh world title is uh is has has had a very interesting lineage um uh between people like Sam Beal and Justin Kyle and now it's Hoodfoot and now who knows uh putting seeing the title on Atticus could uh could turn some heads. Yeah uh, and it could it could go in a very interesting route. But you know Hoodfoot beating someone like Atticus is a, is a big notch in his belt as well.
0: Yeah. So, uh, wow. That's a, that's a stack card. Did I miss anything?
1: You did not miss anything. That was, that was us. Um, You know, uh, I, I will say that it is powered by our friends at a uh, Hiberian championship belts who have uh, created some fantastic belts across the seed, Our yeah. titles included. Um, Deathmatch Worldwide, which I am currently sporting a very nice track jacket from them. Um, And you can get a lot of RPW gear from Deathmatch Worldwide. Um, Also the Spooky Dust podcast, another great podcast uh, that covers a lot in the wrestling scene. Uh, and then Mr. Le- Mr. Lidl's productions, a uh, uh, great, uh, YouTuber and Twitch streamer himself. Um, and you can check out a lot of his stuff, uh, as well. And, uh, you know, if you, if anybody's ever interested in, uh, for sponsorship opportunities, it can reach us out and, uh, all of our links and social media is over at ruthlesspro.com. So, um, it, it, it's going to be a great show. Um, and, and we're going to be streaming live at IWTV, uh, at 7 PM central, 8 PM Eastern. Um, and, uh, I'll be on the call with, uh, my good brother, uh, John Bullard. And, uh, we're going to call a night of some, uh, wild ass action. And I, am very excited for it.
0: Yeah. You guys, uh, you guys aren't fucking around. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. We, a- do, we do, we do, we do not fuck
1: around. I mean, we do, but, <laughs> but, uh, uh <laughs> we, know. we,
0: we have a very,
1: uh, uh very tight ship. Here in yeah. RPW.
0: Yeah, that, that's awesome. So um, well, I thank you so much, Peapod, for coming on. Um, you know, I, anything I can do to help promote. So obviously I will put the, the links uh in the show notes. So uh anybody listening, so if you got any questions about Ruthless Pro, just make sure you smash that link button uh in the notes. And um yes, yeah, got all the sponsorship links in there. Um I did yeah, is Hyperion Champion are they local? Well, local-ish, I mean Midwest-ish.
1: They they I believe they are in Midwest. I believe they're out of Cleveland. That's cool
0: yeah um,
1: he does uh he's done some great stuff he's uh, uh he's made uh, uh a lot of uh great belts for a lot of uh, major companies and uh we're very honored uh to be to be one of them he does some very great work uh uh the guy is uh, very knowledgeable he's very skilled and um you know it, with our with our very death metal esque looking uh, logo he you he makes it very clear on a lot of our 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 titles, uh, with it. So it, it's very nice, uh, to see that craftsmanship and the, and, and they, and they're not cheap belts and they're, they're heavy. I've, I've hauled a couple of those belts around. They are, they're thick. They're uh big boys and, uh, it does very good work and they're beautifully made.
0: That's, that's awesome. So, but yeah, people, thank you so much, my friend. Um, yeah, keep up the great work. Um, you know, and, um, yeah. Is there anything else before we pull a train here into the proverbial station?
1: Um, I mean, if you want to follow me personally on social media, it's, uh, it would be Instagram. It's at, uh, uh, peapod on the media. Um, you would follow a lot of, uh, a lot of my, uh, uh, portrayals and hype up of uh, different wrestling and, and different, uh, weird things that I like and enjoy and, uh, occasionally see pictures of my wife and, uh, kids and, uh, and, and things like that, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I I love wrestling. I love uh, the opportunities I get. Uh, I'm very honored to meet great people like you and uh, all the people that have supported RPW, whether it's uh, one show or from the very beginning. Um, we're very excited. We're very honored. Um, I know that time and money is limited for a lot of people, and uh, if you spend a few bucks on somebody like us, uh, a bunch of uh, wild kids out of uh, the Midwest and trying to do too good in uh in the world of wrestling. Uh we deeply appreciate it and we hope you enjoy uh what you see cuz we work very hard for it and uh we're very honored and very excited for a great 2024.
0: Yeah, and it it definitely shows. And um obviously if you want to make this every time there's a show, you you've got an open invite, my friend. So anything I can do to help. So
1: I will take you up on that I, I I don't mind going out and hoarding myself around so
0: <laughs> okay, perfect all right, Peapop, my friend. I will talk to you soon, all right thank you, sir once again thank you to Peapod that was a great conversation and I do apologize for uh, for the snafu in the beginning I really should have addressed that but that was a great conversation so make sure you are checking out uh, Ruthless Pro Wrestling like I said that show Animosity will be airing live on IWTV and then if you can watch it live the replay should be playing uh, the day or two after Uh, but make sure Uh, You are following all the great companies uh, here listed on the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup uh, with the Facebook links in the notes. And make sure to check out my man Clayton over at New Life Records uh, with the official Midwestern Wrestling theme song. As always, I'll be at several of these shows, rocking my Hawaiian shirt, sporting my visor, guzzling some beer. Honestly, nowadays it's really ginger ale. So if you see me, stop by for a high five. Your first drink's on me, Let it or unleaded. Plus, I know there's a lot of shows here in the Midwest wrestling scene I may have missed. I love to put them all over, so tweet me at High5Tom. That's number five, not five spell load. Or check out the Midwest Wrestling Podcast group uh, in the Facebook uh, listed in the show notes. Um, I know I keep saying it. We will be making some adjustments to that Facebook group page uh, to kind of streamline things. Uh, but lastly, a friendly reminder from High5Tom and Visionaries Globe Media to all fans. Remember that all cards are subject to change. Thank you so much, High Fivers. Thank you so much, High Flyers. I'll see everybody next week. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.